Welcome to Direct-to-Video DVD Extras, a podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Now, where's the button on this thing? Oh, and then... A big... And then the third movie was just bad. Okay, the third movie is its own... God, I, there are so many things about the third movie that I, I, I need to, like, deep dive into because I, the third Spider-Man movie exemplifies everything a superhero movie needs to do to fail mm-hmm. um like it's it's scripting it's plot uh, it like it does so many it, it's so chock full of like little mistakes what, what was it that i said last time it, it's a, it's a movie that died of a thousand cuts a bunch of little things that can be fixed to, to help make a movie good like in every facet of the film because most superhero movies that bomb bomb due to a big spectacular reason, mm-hmm. but 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 Spider-Man three, I keep thinking about it. I keep I keep thinking about because I because I liked it when I when I watched it when I was a kid, and then I watched it again, and I was like, wait. And it took some time because I don't know if you remember when the movie came out in theaters. It was initially a hit and then over time like over the next kind of month i mean i watched it just waned i watched it really on, quickly like, i watched it on like video on demand so there was definitely enough like there's definitely still enough oomph at least in our family to sit down and watch spider-man 3 on video on demand and it was um yeah there are a few problems and actually the here's the thing if you're gonna do the black suit thing, that might actually be something that needs to be multiple movies. Yeah. Because I feel like, I feel like, like uh, another movie that did this bad was um, Star Wars Episode Three, uh, showing yeah. somebody quote unquote going evil and kind of rushing the job is not very good. It's not yeah. entertaining, and it's kind of shitty, and you. And you feel like the story got rushed because it did. And then... Yes, here's, yes, definitely. Venom should have been way cooler, right? Like, it's Venom. I, and he should have been big and gross and scary. And there wasn't any reason for Sandman to be in it. Because why was Sandman in that movie? So the thing is, is re-watching the movie, Sandman feels fits more into the story of the third movie than Venom does, Mm -hmm. which is a big problem. Right. You want, I feel like you want Venom to be the big, the big bad. And he's supposed to be. But he definitely comes, I I mean, he he shows up in like the third act. Yeah, for no reason. Oh, and that scene is ridiculous. I don't know if you remember that scene. He like kidnaps Sandman's daughter, right? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Eddie Brock Goes to a church. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. And prays that God kills Spider-Man. And no, he then prays, the black no, no, no. suit. He prays that God kills Peter Parker. Peter Parker, that's right. I'm so sorry. He prays that God kills Peter Parker. And then Spider-Man, who is at the same church, hits the bell and the suit melts off of him and falls on to Eddie Brock. Here's the thing. That is, that is so stupid. But it could have been done well because that's when he realizes... It could have been done well. That's when he realizes Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And this is why, how he's been making his life hell. Like, that's interesting. And that's sort of an interesting start for Venom as a character. Yeah. Did you ever play the video game? Which, Spider-Man 3, the video game? Yeah. No. So, it was, um... I had a PlayStation 2 when I was a kid. 
Same. And we have, like, an well, amount of video well, games same. that we played over and over. And because maybe we weren't the most discerning gamers, we would often have games that were based on movies. Some of yeah, these games tie-ins. are shockingly good. Yeah, I, the Spider-Man games I, were... Now, wait, this is... I need to say this right now because nobody's gonna fucking believe me, but I urge everybody to go play the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl PlayStation 2 video game. It is weirdly there was, fun. There, there, was a, there was a time, and it's weird because this whole era kind of died like lived and died in playstation 2 era of video games where mm-hmm. they could but but there was a time when movie tie-in video games were good it was fun a, there was a small it was a small window though it I was mean, a very small window because because it quickly went from from like games have nothing to do with the movie to a, this brief window of video games based on movies are good to all Video game adaptations of films are bad. Okay, I want to... within, like, the span of a couple years. I'm going to real, real quick tell you why the Pirates game was good, and then I can lead that into why the Spider-Man 3 video game was good. So the Pirates game was good because in the first level, Jack Sparrow and Will Turner are sentenced to death by hanging. Hmm. And Jack... Yeah. Jack looks around and tells this, this, like, village of people who see them as pirates and are gonna kill them... Uh, that he wants his last words and starts telling a story. So he tells the story of the movie with a bunch of, like, weird stuff added in, like, when he sacks Nassar Port without firing a shot, which is, like, a throwaway line in the movie. In but, the movie? Yeah, it's a throwaway line in the movie, but in the in the video game, it's, like, him fighting Blackbeard because Blackbeard sacked the port and then he defeats Blackbeard and takes all the stuff. And it's, like, weird and stupid, but it makes sense because it's all Jack making stuff up to try to stop them from being killed. Yeah, to buy time. Yes, and it's... I I enjoy that, that line of storytelling a lot. And what it is is they gave it to some little studio that wanted to make a good game, I assume, but, like, only had this to work with. That's usually what happens. And the, um, well, and the reason Spider-Man 3 was good was because, again, you know, when you're playing a game, a game can go on a lot longer than a movie without you getting bored. So, yeah. you know, they have this mechanic where if you, if you put on the black suit, you're stronger. You, you know, all your web shots are stronger, yeah. you punch stronger, you have more health, whatever. Yeah. So then, and every time you put on the black suit, it's harder to take it off again. So it's like a clever little mechanic, but they also like threw in other villains to like take up some time. Uh, yeah, and, which every game has done. Right, and one of them was, I think it was a, um, who's that uh, vampire hunter? Wesley Snipes? Blade? Yes, Blade. Is that Wesley Snipes? Yes. Okay. In the movies. Um... I think it's a blade villain or two blade villains um, because they're vampires, but they're like, at least in the video game. No, the. I'm sorry? Those are Spider Man villains. Are they? Okay. I think Blade Yeah, Morbius and Shriek. I'm sorry? Yes. Mobius and Shriek. Morbius and Shriek. Yeah, those are Spider Man villains. Oddly enough, I think Shriek is also, like, is a blade villain too, but. Okay. 
Spider-Man has the Batman problem where a lot of Spider-Man's villains became the villains of other superheroes. Well, right, because they both have very interesting villains. And, like, what does Wonder Woman have? I don't know. All of World War II still. But at least in this version, their kind of vampirism is the same thing as um, his suit. So when you fight them, you have to make a loud noise because they react poorly to it. Yeah. If you guys keep barking while I'm recording, this is going to come out terrible. Um, so then there's more lead up to this stupid church scene where he like, and I get it. I mean, I get thrown in a bunch of Christian imagery in your Spider-Man movie. I understand. It's, it's in, it's, it's been in every series yeah. Like every every Spider-Man series has a has like a Jesus moment with Spider-Man like holding on to a thing. Oh yeah, he did in the movie before that too. When he was like Yep. Well that 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 wasn't really that was less Jesus because he was holding it like in a vertical way. Was he? I don't I don't Yeah. I'm but, I'm imagining but, him spread eagle, but I guess that's not how he was doing it. But the 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 train scene in the second movie is the popular yeah. one. That's yeah, the that's the of. Jesus pose. That's full-on Jesus pose. Okay. Okay. The point is the video game was better. I think that's what I was getting at. Was that what I was getting at? I think that was the point you were going to get to. There was also the lizard in the video game, so I enjoyed it. I just liked the lizard. Which was going to be, funnily enough, there were rumors for a long time that the fourth Spider-Man movie was going to be based around the lizard. That doesn't Um, surprise me, because they didn't have... um, Dr. Connor in there as a one-eyed in the, scientist in the third movie. Peter fucking ignores the Armed. whole time. I said I, didn't I? You I, did say I'd. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if you fucking injected himself <laughs> with lizard goo just to fix his eye? Yeah, that would be a lot that'd be a lot more selfish than yeah. you know, his arm. Um... So, so here I have a very complex relationship with Spider-Man because, like, my earliest memory of Spider-Man is watching uh, reruns of what was that show called? Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends on sp- Spanish television. Okay, cool. Um, I don't and then think when I ever saw that show, yeah, and then when I was a kid, I watched uh, the 1994 Spider-Man TV series uh, Saturday mornings on Fox, <laughs> and then. I watched uh, Spider-Man Unlimited for a long time. Now, you kind of laughed when you said that. Is that because Spider-Man Unlimited is bad, or just because you've watched a lot of Spider-Man? I've watched a lot of Spider-Man, but also because Spider-Man Unlimited is weird. Spider-Man Unlimited takes place uh, in the far-flung future of, I think it's 2099. Oh, man, I fucking wanted you to say, like, 2016. Uh... Oh, yeah, no, that would make more sense? My favorite thing about the Assassin's Creed games is that they take place in the far-flung future of 2012. But when when the original 2002 Spider-Man movie came out, that, like, that shook my world. Like, like I was obsessed with Spider-Man for forever, till today. Till this day. To now. 2002 to now. I've been obsessed with Spider-Man in some way. Like, uh, I've kept up with all of the cartoons, and there have been a lot of cartoons. There have been. Um, That's true. There is a new one coming out at the end, uh, August 19th. I kind of feel bad for how often superhero cartoons get rebooted. 
because they usually kind of destroy a perfectly good universe to put in another universe that's basically the same, uh, slightly better and that's, in some that's, ways and slightly worse. That's the thing is is like is whenever whenever you land on something good or iconic, the next cartoon pretty has to start from scratch, mm-hmm. and it's like how do you do what's been done in a way that's your own? And I think that's my biggest problem with the fact that Spider-Man, the films have been rebooted three times because every, every time it's been rebooted, the movie, uh, like a a, a lot of amazing Spider-Man felt like we don't want to remind people of old Spider-Man. Right. They wouldn't say with great power comes great responsibility, which sucks. Cause that line is like, Good. Well, it's a very good line. However, in the in the Tobey Maguire movies, they keep saying that line. Like it is. It matters, Tony. It, it, it might matter. It's his but mantra. It's, it's absurd. The Weird Al song goes over that, by the way. I'm just saying, like that. <laughs> that's in there. So, but that, but I, I, I was really attached to the the original Spider-Man trilogy and. As much as I liked The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, because I did like them, mm-hmm. I preferred the original trilogy to this kind of duology that they have, mostly because the the trilogy felt very complete, because every movie that was made was made to be its own movie, and then yeah. leave the possibility of a sequel out there. Right, and, and they sort of immediately wanted to make three movies with The Amazing Spider-Man. At least. Yeah. But also, The Amazing Spider-Man had this weird problem of, of A, what I mentioned earlier, like, we need to make sure that we don't remind people of this older Spider-Man. Right. We don't want to make the exact same movie, and then... But B, in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, you have this weird moment of, who's this guy? It's my best friend that I didn't talk about for the first movie. We're still best friends. And it's, it's jarring. Like why? Because, because there was no Harry in the first movie, because you can't have a Harry in the first movie because there was a Harry in the old trilogy. And he was played by James Franco, who in 2012 was a big name actor. And I guess he still is a big name actor, but he, he really like became a big actor uh, after the Spider-Man trilogy. I, I am... You're very passionate about this, is the thing. I've been thinking about this for years, and I've been... And I and the, and the reason is, is because when I found out that that they were going to do Spider-Man a third time, my, my first thought was, how is it going to be its own thing? But also, how is it going to get over itself? As like, far like, as I can tell, the first step they took was making Tony Stark want to fuck Aunt May. Which sucks. It's a kind of a... That was a bad start, in my opinion. Uh, mostly because I hate Tony Stark. I... He's I a fucking, piece of shit. I fucking love Tony Stark. He's the worst. Um, we've been over this. He's actually the worst. We, we've been over this. We both agree. We just both land on the like, different just, yeah, spectrums well, of, of what it makes us feel. Well, what I... I and I've told... And I've said this before. What I love, Part of what I love about Tony Stark is that he is the worst, but since he is the worst, he can kind of teach everybody else. This is in the comics, not in the movies. He can kind of teach everybody else the right way to do things because he has done it every wrong way possible. Yeah. Um, and I like Tony Stark in the, the movies because he is... 
Like, he is... I mean, it's Robert Downey Jr. He's so charming and charismatic. And the other thing is, he's completely broken. Like, he... Oh, God, he yeah. He is unfixable at this point. He, he, he is incapable of being a father figure. He is, he is messed up, and that's that's very interesting. Like, so, so, so I want to say this, because I've seen Spider-Man Homecoming. Tony Stark is incapable of being a father figure, and that's very interesting. Because he because he relationship with his father, with his father, and he's not exactly Batman. Like he's he doesn't adopt a hundred kids. So so it it and and the movie really kind of touches on the fact that hey this guy is incapable of being a father, Mm. um which is great. But but after watching Spider Man Homecoming, I I found myself. A, it's 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 very much its own thing. It's it's wonderful. It's beautiful. It sets a tone that's that hasn't been done in any of the Marvel Universe films because this is a story about a kid and not an adult ass man being an adult man. That's good because I was fucking tired. Um, here's here's the thing: watching um, Civil War, which is like. It's like a beautiful nest egg of a good movie inside a bad movie, or a bad movie inside a good movie, and I don't know which. Um, I said nest egg, but I meant like nested doll. Yeah, like those Russian dolls. A a nest egg is something else. But like, because it has so many good scenes, and it's also fucking terrible. (laughs) Yeah, the, the movie is impenetrable if you don't know anything about Captain America... Or Iron Man? Right, and well, and the other thing is, I fucking hate, and I feel like this started with the with Batman's Joker, and Heath Ledger could really sell you on it, uh, and not everybody else can. I fucking, fucking hate villains who seem to plan perfectly for everything the heroes do. Because when they quote-unquote win at the end, it's like fucking... I don't... I don't... It's... Who who are apparently so powerful that they can just do anything and they do this. The other thing is, just at the end of... At the end of Civil War, when the, the like, teaser at the end was just fucking Peter Parker as a Spider-Man will be back. Well, I fucking knew that! I need to see that thing at the end. Show me Howard the Duck or something. Really? If that's what you want, Howard the Duck? You could go watch Howard no, the Duck, you know? but it was funny. You could probably of, buy out on VHS for 25 so cents. Howard the Duck. Anyway, what were you saying? So two things about that. Uh, one, I also agree. The weakest, the weakest thing about every Marvel Universe film, with the exception of, oddly enough, Thor, mm. is that they all have okay. weak-ass villains. Like their villain. Oh, uh, sorry. Not- and Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron has a very memorable villain for a lot of bad reasons, but it's memorable. Like... I I really enjoy Ultron. I I enjoy I, a lot of. I uh, love the concept of Ultron. I just wish the movie executed it better. Well, I enjoy that in the movie he's just straight up evil, and we accept that he's evil, and he does a lot of evil stuff, and the heroes try to stop him and sort of half thwart him sometimes, and it all culminates, and there's never the moment where they're like, oh, he meant to be captured. Yeah, I I liked Ultron because he he because he's a robot, but he's very obsessed with like symbolism and also performing. There's a lot yes. of Tony there's oh, a lot of Tony Stark in him. 
and yeah, that's so super sure. cool. He was, he was like obsessed with Pinocchio, the yeah. idea that he wasn't a real boy, and uh, that was interesting and kind of creepy because Pinocchio is—I mean, Pinocchio is actually creepy, but you associate it with innocence. And, and the other thing is, is like there's a, there's a wonderful scene near the end of the movie where he has Black Widow captured, hmm. and he's just talking to her, and it's like. The, the, the way, because I, I forget who the voice actor is. They got a great voice actor for him, though. It's James the, the, Spader. Yeah, James Spader, thank you. The it's voice... James Spader, and I know it's James Spader because every time I heard him talk, I expected him to go on and on about how the salmon population is being destroyed because I watched Boston Legal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The, 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 there's like a the, the James Spader is like like puts this inflection of like yearning like he like like he's talking to Black Widow and he just wants her to say something back to him mm. and, and I and 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 you don't know if what he wants is is retaliation like if he wants like if he wants her to tell him that he's going to fail or if he wants affirmation but he, he what's he looking for is he looking for antagonism is he looking for empathy i don't know but he's looking for a connection because at that right. point in the movie yes. the, his only his other two henchmen have betrayed him mm-hmm. and that that seems to really weigh on him in a way that i i didn't expect out of a character that's a, a robot yes well the thing the thing about ultron is it's always i mean his story is always supposed to be oh it's logical to kill all humans but every time he's portrayed, he is angry about it. And anger's not logical. This is somebody who is mad about humans. And that's sort of, that's inherently interesting, I think. And Loki is but a yes, naturally I, compelling villain just because, just sheer charisma. I find Loki interesting. Again, I'm sort of burnt out on Loki, though. Because I was so... Same. So, like, in, in fucking Thor 2, we got a lot of Loki. So much. I I fucking called everything that Loki did. Because I'm an active viewer, and I've seen three movies with him in it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, do you remember the moment when he chops off Thor's hand? But, uh-oh, it's a fake? Yeah. Yeah, well, no shit, it's a fake. Like, obviously that's what they were doing. I want to be tricked by Loki. If Loki's going to pull a trick, I want it to be good enough for me to fall for it. And at the end, when he's secretly Odin, yeah, I've, I mean, yeah, obviously. It was just nothing Nothing he did, nothing he did shocked me. Oh, and of course, when he dies, and they're like, no, he's definitely dead. Is he, though? Yeah, he's Loki. He's the god of illusion. Tell you what, take his body, lock it in a box... And wait a couple of days, you know, just in case he's not dead. Because he's Loki. Right. God of illusions. And, and tricksterness. That, that, just, that just annoyed the shit out of me. Uh, I guess it was, I, that was probably more the writers of that movie, though, thinking that I wouldn't expect all this stuff from Loki. Well, the, the other, so, so, so you have, we have two very, like, like, these are two villains that have, that have a great character. Actually, I'll say this, though. I did like that... I, I was talking about how I don't like that the villains keep dying at the end of the Spider-Man movies. I did like that um, Ultron died. Yeah. I sort of like that his arc had an end, especially because he was such a big evil villain that that's, like, um, that's the only way you can take care of him is if you just and that's, cut him off. 
and that's the thing is is when you have and, and which is why it's kind of weird that loki hasn't died yet because when you have such a big glaringly evil person what are they gonna do right they're, now? they're yeah which i'm i'm excited and i'm hoping that in ragnarok loki is just evil he's just evil i'm hoping that that's what is because if he if, if if there's any of any more of this fucking like oh we should maybe maybe i thor should sympathize with him because he's my brother no he he's very obviously not anymore man let you it know, go please um, and everybody loves everything this is when did you um, say everybody loves raymond or no i said everybody loves everything about the avengers yeah but one of the best part of the avengers is when uh thor extremely briefly gets defensive about loki yeah and then gives up on it he's like oh he's adopted that's great because it's sort of i mean thor should care about loki because he is his brother and they've been brothers for i don't know like yeah for an indeterminate amount of god time hundreds thousands i don't know a long time and that is i mean that that means something to at least thor if not loki and that is that's interesting but loki himself has become uninteresting to me if they're gonna keep on you know trying to do the whole fake out thing i i i'm expecting him to die in this next movie for real just because they're they're really hitting the limit of what they can do with this character now he might not die. They might. Um, I mean, short of making him run for president, I guess. Loki, yes, Loki for president. They, he might not die. They might make him. Um, they, they might just put him in a cave, and then put a snake above him that drips venom, and have his wife stop the venom. But when she goes to pour out the venom from the bowl, then the venom gets on him. Or, or he could just die. Okay, but mine was a reference to Norse mythology. That's no, I know. Mostly where Northy is, where I know. Loki no, no, is yeah, right now. Yeah. Okay, but that's where he is until Ragnarok, though, which is happening in the movie. Right, but is it though? Because Ragnarok is like, again, uh, uh, from a Norse mythology standpoint, you don't, you're not getting away from Ragnarok. Ragnarok no. is it's, Three. it's like the apocalypse. It's heaven and hell. All well, no, fighting. Ragnarok is the end of of the of the gods. Which, but right, but, but there's part this of whole, that is a there's war this, between all the dead people. There, there's this whole thing though that at the end of Ragnarok, there will be somebody who is able to break free of the prophecy. Right. There's so like so one god. Nobody knows who is going to survive Ragnarok. I think the god is named. I think it's supposed to be a god, and he kills friend Fenrir, and then Ragnarok's over, and there's just like him and a couple of others. Yeah. It's been a little while. I don't remember specifics. Same. Um, but Thor dies fighting the Great Serpent. Yes. But he kills the Great Serpent, so. Yes. Uh... Okay, well. <laughs> you've been listening to direct video VHS? DVD extras. I have been Tony Augusto. And I have been Andres... One day we'll be Spider-Man Reyes. So close. It's going to be great. I believe in you. You can find me at TheaterBats on Twitter. Uh, or you can go to my website at inspiredbyturnerevents.org. I'm fucking going to plug that more. Yes, okay. definitely. Read his webcomic. It's hilarious when I read it. Uh, you can find me at royalty underscore balance.
or uh, uh hmm i think that's it no that's all place? i do no that's all no. i got it's the only place it's my abode disappointing occasionally i'll uh i'll i post funny things on twitter and occasionally i post weird lawyer fan fiction on twitter uh you can find the podcast at directsu.video uh i want to put more videos up especially of there's like a lot of good stuff we did in the wizard of oz that can be sort of like grabbed and put into a, a little a little uh what do you call it like it's own little thing. bits yeah yeah i would love to i i, I want to do that i just never have any free time Please remember to uh, leave a review for us either on Google Play or iTunes or wherever you get your local podcasts because fuck you, Tony. I'm going to keep saying that. I like the phrase. Local podcasts. All right. I think it's a good phrase. It's, it's nonsense. Um, the internet is nonsense. The internet is nonsense. We just talked about nonsense for two and a half hours. The internet is nonsense. We talked about nonsense. I'm the ghost of John Smith. Good night, everybody. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What, what? Thank you, Lee Rosevere, for Penguins on Parade. Oh, damn it. I am the ghost of shots. No, let's get out of here. Do, 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 Wait, fuck, that's not it. Yeah, you fucking can't do it. I did it. No. <laughs> Shit. I, I can't do... Ah, fuck it. <laughs>
That's like in my OneDrive under a folder titled Fate. I I still want to at some point DM something, but I would want to use a system that is not reliant on anything visual. I would love personally, I would I would love to DM a game of Dungeon World or a Dungeon World light game. Because it seems like something where yeah. the DM can just sort of tell the story and let the characters interact with it. Which is what I would yeah. want to do. I'm starting to realize after listening to a lot of podcasts that like the maximum number of reasonable D&D players is like three or four like, if you're doing it over the internet. Yeah. Because uh, we, we definitely had like seven people. Uh, and that's way too many. It's way too many. And also, Matt and Mads are never free. And that's fine for them because they have lives. But like, when were we ever going very, to do this thing? Very busy lives too. Yes. I think you know. Hey, if we're going to keep talking, we should wrap up so that we can stop recording. Yes. Uh, some of this, one of these things will be a stinger. Did you actually finish or did I interrupt you? 